Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of the Financial Answer Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Nathan and I are going to talk a little outdated rules this week on the podcast. What's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, just uh, helping you build your art, my friend. That's, I think you're about right. to float away over there, aren't that's you? Right. <laughs> yeah. The time we're taping yeah. this podcast, uh, the remnants <laughs> of Arthur is uh, whooping on us a little bit. So uh, yeah. we're, yeah, we're going to tape this one a bit early because you get to go. You're going uh, out of town for a little little turkey trip there. So I am. Yes, yeah. South Dakota. So I'm excited about that. Don't don't get to go there South very often. South Dakota. So, yeah, Man. Yeah. So going to be a long drive though that's the thing <laughs> oh, you, you're you're driving there yes holy oh, yes. moly that's what you know i told i'm going with my uncle and a couple of other guys and uh-huh. i was like we're flying right because i've done that drive before and i was like we're flying right and nah nah we're gonna drive i'm like wowzer wow you can buy a plane ticket for 48 dollars now <laughs> why are Man, we you not can fly flying okay <laughs> Oh yeah, I can. You know, depending on the, the clouds yeah, and stuff. That's right. the thing right now is just so cloudy yeah. around us. Also, I know you're getting hammered with it. We're, but getting, we're getting a little a more rain yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, not like you, but of course. But it's you know I can't fly through that just yet. I'm working gotcha. on that gotcha. that license, okay. but not yet. So, gotcha. Um, well, yeah. you know, we've got one that's coming out. Uh, a podcast that should actually be dropping at the time we're taping this uh, this week. And then so this yeah, one we're taping yeah. is actually right here at Memorial Weekend. So uh, happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Hope everybody That's is right. safe and, and has a good uh, has a good one. Uh, as things are opening up, hopefully it will be a, um, you know, hopefully it'll be an even better one than, we, than it could have been, you know. Right. Because we could have all been on lockdown some more, but are you either, still are you still crazy over there? Yeah, uh, or, actually, no. at the time we're taping this, he is letting a lot of things loose tomorrow. So ah, good. Yeah, so good. Uh, no gyms, no movie theaters, no bowling alleys, no nightclubs or bars, mm. but still, but going to do restaurants at like fifty percent. I went to a restaurant yesterday that was 120%, I guarantee. Oh, just slammed? Packed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Packed full. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we won't spend too much time on that. We'll jump nah, into our nah, topic, right. outdated right. rules, and, and say, well, you know, hopefully if you are – you know, if you've heard these before or you're thinking that it's something that you've kind of put into place or whatever the case is or it's brought up to you, maybe you want to think twice. You know, much like gadgets and gizmos and all the stuff we have in life, things get outdated, they get obsolete, and they need to be updated. You're probably mm-hmm. not still rocking the first iPhone that you had, right? <laughs> You're probably well, still hopefully not. not. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you're not on iPhone one. You <laughs> that know? battery is struggling at this point. <laughs> yeah, big time. So four percent right. rule. Let's start with that one, Nathan. It's a pretty well known one. General rule of thumb that yeah. continues to kind of pop yeah. up, and people think that that's a good rule to go with. Tell us what it is, and is it outdated? Yeah. Yeah, so the 4% rule is just a 4% distribution rate in retirement. So if you've got a million dollars, you can, you know, the old saying goes, you can plan on $40,000 a year, 4% of that million dollars, 40000 in income off of that. And, and you shouldn't ever really have to worry about running out of money, okay? 
And that, you know, that rule is fairly solid. It can be, especially if you're diversified, right? So, you know, you've got to have that diversification because there's been time frames where large cap stocks make nothing, you know, for a decade. And so if you had taken 4% and you were all in large caps and you made nothing, then you just blew up your retirement. So diversification is your friend with this. So 4% rule can work. You've got to follow the diversification, but also you've got to make sure that it fits your goals. Okay. And what the amount of money that you've got saved is going to provide the income that you need ultimately. So 4% is kind of the limit. You really don't want to do much more than that. If you do follow that rule, unless you don't care if you spend everything that you have. And I do have some clients that are like that. They're like, <laughs> you know, my kids are great. They have better incomes than I had. And so, you know, we're going to leave them the house or the farm or whatever, but we plan on spending the last penny, the last day we're here on earth. And so, and that's okay. You can spend possibly more in that case and, you know, go that route. But 4% is a, is a general rule of thumb that is outdated simply because things are so different today. You know, they, people just do different things. The portfolios may be different. It may not be able to handle that distribution. So you've got to have that conversation with your advisor and make sure that you look at a long time frame throughout history to see if it would have sustained that or not. Yeah, a lot of advisors I hear them say it's just too. They th feel it's a little too high. They feel it's like a three point one percent or a two point eight percent rule. <laughs> you know, might be more yeah. the case. And yeah, I guess, like I, you, you said, know, it depends on the plan, right? It depends on what the needs are. It does, yeah, it does, and it, it you know it depends on what you're investing in as well. You know, so people may not want the risk of adding small caps to a portfolio or something like that, and so it just depends on what their advisor sets them up in but yeah. you know historically you can handle that if you're diversified right but a lot of people aren't you know that's we talk about that all the time on the show mark and most people aren't diversified right so that's why their advisor i think is saying hey it's not going to handle this <laughs> right, distribution. exactly so, um because the returns aren't there yeah you know with it so if you do it right it can it can work um okay. and you know it, it can work over time okay so it's kind of a it still has some potential legs but it has to be done right yeah all right yeah. how about this one the 1053 rule what's the 1053 rule <laughs> okay so so yeah, so this is definitely something to, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, over the past 20 years, this is way off. Okay. okay so what right. 10, 10, 5, 3 is 10% expectation from stock returns, 5% from bonds and 3% from cash. <laughs> Let me ask you this. When have you seen a CD pay 3% yeah. or a checking or savings account pay 3%? It hasn't happened very much in the last 20 years. Maybe point so, three. Um, so, you know, that number... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Those numbers now are more like six, four and a half, you know, so you're looking at 6% in stocks, maybe 4% in bonds and, and a half a percent in cash. So, you know, that needs to be something that you have a conversation about with your advisor, because if they're planning on the 10, five, three rule, you're going to run out of money because it probably is not going to make what, uh, what that expectation is. Now it can, if we look a long enough time frame in history, you can see that as an expectation. But, you know, most people don't have a 40, 50 year yeah. retirement. So yeah. it's a 20, 
you know, 20, 25 years is what you're planning on. So you need to be conservative with that. If the numbers work out better, great. You can leave more to your kids if you want or spend more. But don't start with that at 65 and expect that to happen for, uh, throughout your retirement. Okay. Well, speaking of bonds, what about the uh, rule of thumb or the, the, the general rule of saying, well, we move from stocks to bonds as we age, and that's usually a good play. Yeah. And that, you know, that can be, but it also can't be, you know, I have people come in all the time and say, well, I'm 70, you know, I should be all in bonds or, or annuities or CDs or something like that. I've got clients that are 75, they're in, a, in an aggressive portfolio. Okay. It just depends on what your goals are. Those clients are trying to leave the most that they can with that money to their kids and grandkids. They're just, they don't need it. They've got great pensions. They've got great incomes. And so they're not having to touch that particular chunk of money. So it's invested in an aggressive allocation. So there's no general answer for, you know, any group of people. Everyone is different. So that's why we do planning. That's why we do retirement plans and financial plans and just make sure that you're allocated based on your time horizon and what your goals are. And if you do that, then you're not going to mess this up. You may you may be required to move from stocks to bonds based on your goals, but that's going to give you the answer, not just a general rule of thumb that you've heard over time. Yeah. And again, like anything, you know, rules of thumb are rules of thumb, right? That's so, right. <laughs> uh, you know, it, the idea is to say, you know, okay, hey, what about the 4% rule? Does that work for me, for example? And then working through with your advisor to say yay or nay or, you know, how to adjust it or whatever the case might be. All right. So another one here for you, Nathan. I call this the million dollar rule. I'm attaching oh, yeah. that my own name to that. Uh, but that's <laughs> that arbitrary, random, wherever it's come from, over the last several years where we, we go, well, I've heard I have to have a million or I can't retire. <laughs> or if I don't have a million, I'm just not going to be in good shape. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah, we go to that yeah. number and maybe it's just because it's a cool number. Maybe it's just because people want to <laughs> go, yeah, I've made it. To, I, I'm a millionaire. That's right? it. You know, I think that's it. It's it's they can say I'm a millionaire. You know, I'm maybe. at that category or that status or whatever. I think that's where this started. You know, and so I think that's kind of why that goal has stuck into people's heads that well, I, I need to have a million in that. You also hear people portfolio. say, well, a million dollars doesn't go as far as it used to. It and, doesn't. You know, <laughs> no. and but that doesn't seem to stick, you know, right. in people's heads very easily. So, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, what are you basing this on, right? Because what if right. you only need 250000 Or no. what if you need $5 million? That's right. You know, uh, my clients that we were just talking about that are, you know, 75 years old, aggressive allocation, whatever. They, you know, they don't have to have that money. So if they even just had $200,000, that's plenty, you know, for them because they're not needing it. They're just trying to grow it to as much as they can for their kids and grandkids. Okay. So, you know, there's, it's got to be based on something just like you said. So there's got to be a goal. There's got to be a reason. You know, most people, you know, younger people that I'm doing planning for now, if they're young married couple in their, you know, early thirties, and they make $120,000 a year now, then they're going to need $2.5 million to continue that same lifestyle in retirement. So a million is not going to do it for them. You know, that's 35 years from now that they're going to retire. So inflation has got to be factored in all of those things. A million is not enough in that case. But, you know, a lot of people, a million would be plenty, but it depends on how much you spend. You know, I've got clients that could not live on a million dollars because they spend way more than that over a 10-year time frame easily. So it needs to be something that you look at with your retirement plan and see what your number needs to be. Don't just shoot for that million. It's a good number to kind of 
you know, go for when you're younger, but you got to get a plan to see where you end up or you need to end up. Well, and if you kind of mix and match some of these, let's say if you had a million dollars and you did the 4% rule, you're taking out what? 40,000? 40, yeah. Yeah, 40, taking out 40,000 a year. That's right. Which, that's right. What's the, oh, you go, okay, well, you know what? Then maybe that would work because 40,000, you know, that sounds about like a, a decent amount to live on in the, you know, in the middle Tennessee area, you know, or, or right. parts no, of Tennessee. No, that's right. You know, so, I mean, again, it's all, it's all somewhat relative. But then again, if you're living in Nashville and you're partying down on a regular <laughs> basis, a million dollars might not cut it. It's not. And the thing that a lot of people forget is, you know, they're probably not retiring today. They may be retiring in 10 years. So that's got to be an after inflation number. So $40,000 yeah. in 10 years is not going to be as much as it is today. So, you know, those are things, all kinds of things like that, that need to be considered mm -hmm. when you're saving toward that retirement goal. What's the oldest client you've ever had? Don't give any names, just the oldest yeah, age. No, I've, I had one live to 96. Okay. Um, so yeah. let's just say a hundred. Let's say somebody, yeah. you know, somebody okay. makes it a hundred and they retire at 65. That's okay. 35 years. Oh yeah. Yeah. In retirement. Yeah. So a million dollars might do it. It might not do it. <laughs> you know, no, again, that's it right. depends on how they live. So again, these are outdated rule or they could be potentially outdated or maybe out situation. Maybe that's a good way to put it. You know, they, it may work for, you know, Bob and it may not work <laughs> for Tom. Right. That's right. And you know, the thing also is most people are investing in the market to some extent. Okay. The market has risk if you don't know that. And so, I mean, this last month, April showed us that very well, yeah, and, you yeah. know, how things work. So, you know, these numbers that we've been talking about, the, even the six, four and a half a percent, six percent in stocks, four in bonds. It doesn't have those, a cool ring like 10, five, no, three, but no, six, know. four and a half. <laughs> so those aren't guaranteed. You know, there is no guarantee for those returns. So, yeah. you know, we we do think that it will do that or better over time. But it is not a guarantee. So you've got to be flexible with that. And, you know, even with your retirement account spending with, you yeah. know, these goals, all of these things, you've got to be flexible with it, which is the key to retirement success. Exactly. Well, one more and then we'll get out of here for this week on the podcast. Okay. The outdated thought process that you need less income in retirement than you do when you're working. Oh. I guess that can, again, possibly be true, but it seems yeah. more often than not, with the cost of life just going up and wanting to do things in retirement, you'd think you'd just be spending more anyway. Yeah, you do. And that's usually what we see is that, you know, the first five years at least that people are spending a lot, you know, usually more than 100% of their pre-retirement income. So that's usually how we plan it, you know, looking at their retirement. So everyone's different, of course. You may not be that way, but, but don't just assume that you're not. Because most people are shocked when we actually look at what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish. They're shocked at how much that's going to cost in those first five to 10 years of retirement. So you need to consider that. You need to look at those numbers and see what it is for you. Okay. Absolutely. It, it, it may be much higher than what you are expecting. And if it is, uh, you've got to have the number before you retire, you know, that, that needs to work out or, you'll end up, you know, going back to work somewhere. And that's not fun. Yeah, you don't want to have yeah. to do that if you weren't planning on doing that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do that, cool. But yeah, that doesn't yeah, sound like a whole no. lot of fun if you don't want to. Well, right. <laughs> let me ask you a question, folks. Have you been to the Financial Answer Podcast uh, website? Have you? Have you gone to thefinancialanswer.com? Well, if you have, cool. And if you have, you've seen that there is a, the episodes page, there is the Meet Nate or the Toolkit or the Investor Awareness Guide. So we certainly appreciate that. If you have not, go to thefinancialanswer.com 
click on any of those that depending on what interests you if you want to get the investor awareness guide you can do so complimentary just click on that link at the top of the page you'll see where it says it you can also click on the toolkit and there's a, a whole really retirement rescue toolkit in there and the investor awareness guide is part of that but you can also click on the episodes and on each episode you there's a little you know breakdown about what we're talking about there's ways to share it there's different ways to subscribe to it right there at the top of the page on whatever platform you choose and we would certainly appreciate it you know if you've got someone uh, that might benefit from the message if you're already listening to us on a regular basis thank you so much and maybe you know somebody who could benefit from hearing the podcast or hearing the message as we're starting to get more and more freedoms back. We're doing more and more things again. You know, podcasting is a great thing to listen to while you're traveling in the car. You can Bluetooth it to your stereo, your speakers, or whatever the case is. Or maybe you've got some headphones in when you're cutting the grass. We would certainly appreciate it. And as always, again, you can subscribe to us on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever the case might be. But just go to the financial answer. Dot com And of course, if you have questions and you need some help right away, please, before you take action, always check with a qualified professional like Nathan. He's a registered investment advisor as well as a chartered retirement planning counselor. So call him at 855-51-COACH. And Nathan, my friend, thanks for your time as always. Good luck on your long drive. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And everyone, I hope you have a good week and thank you for listening. Absolutely. You know, bring me back a turkey. I'll appreciate it. I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see. I plan on bringing back at least <laughs> at two. Least, at least two. There you go. All right. Well, we'll see you next time here on the Financial Folks, Financial Answer, folks. Uh, and have yourself a great Memorial weekend. Stay safe, stay sane, and we'll talk to you next time. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.